0: That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com.
1: Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Tickup. This is the High Gain Podcast, John. The High Gain Podcast, Ed. So great. What do we talk about?
0: We talk about guitars all day long.
1: Yeah, Grandpa Guitars, exclusively Grandpa Guitars, right?
0: Sometimes. Right? Sometimes.
1: Right? Yes. Where are we recording from, John?
0: Two discrete bunkers in West Seattle, Washington.
1: Isolation bunkers. Yes. Yeah, I moved over and I'm on the couch today here in West Seattle. Are you? Normally I sit sort of right in front of the computer, but today I just swung the mic arm over. And I'm sitting on a couch.
0: Did you throw your back out?
1: No, I'm just getting relaxed. All right. So I'm going to be nice and relaxed for this one. That's good to hear. I see one, two, three. Gerbils. Four, five, six. Badgers. Electric guitars right in front of me. I see a 14-string loud. You know about that? No. No. It's not a mandolin. It's that 14-string crazy, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yes, yes, I remember.
1: Didn't you tell me it was called a loud or something? Maybe. Loud. The reason it's sitting out yes. is because I've been playing uh, D&D a lot. Have we talked about that?
0: Yes, you've been nerding out remotely during this time of crisis.
1: Yes, and normally I would play like fighters, maybe a barbarian Just recently, I uh, made a new character, and he's a bard.
0: So, of course, you need the appropriate instrument for barding.
1: (laughs) The way they work is they, like, pump their teammates up by playing songs for them. So I play little Nirvana covers on a...
0: (laughs) 14-string mandolin? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And
1: everyone hates it. They absolutely hate it. (laughs) ¶¶ beverages i love social distortion john (laughs) yeah you know absolutely right i hear johnny
0: cash covered that once
1: cool yeah (laughs) did he play that grandpa guitar you're holding
0: yep yep johnny cash well known for playing martins but at one point he played one of these oh okay okay
1: I like to make a connection. Yeah. That's what the people come for. They
0: come for the whisper-thin connections. Right. The questionable links. Yes. The fragile logic.
1: Right. They love it. Fragile logic. That's a good band name. What are you drinking, Ed? Today, I've got a 24-ounce cup of black coffee. Yeah. And I have a Sidril Mundit. What? Sidral Mundit? I don't know. Well, what is it? It's a naturally flavored apple soda. The bottle has an apple embedded in the glass. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Is there a slogan? Naturally flavored apple soda. Is that kind of a slogan? Oh, that's a wonderful slogan. Since 1902. Damn. Maybe one of our lovely viewers can tell me more about the Sidril Mundit. Sidril Mundit. <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking I'm not pronouncing that right? I'm thinking you probably are not. God damn it. I've got myself uh, some
0: orca again. I've got Earp's original sarsaparilla.
1: I like a nice sarsaparilla.
0: After a hard day of gunfighting,
1: nothing beats a real sarsaparilla. Oh, right. You were concerned about the implicit violence. You know, it's like slogans based on catching a contagious virus. How well are those going to age?
0: After a hard day of handwashing?
1: Exactly.
0: After a hard day of social distancing? Right,
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: I've got coffee as well, because that's how we do here. We have here, Ed, not a full grandpa guitar. No? I think this is a half-gramp.
1: Does it have a pickup in it?
0: This particular example that we borrowed from Uncle Frank over there at ThunderRoadGuitars.com Yeah. Does, but it is aftermarket.
1: It sounds like a grandpa guitar.
0: Right now, I do not have the pickup on.
1: Full grandpa mode.
0: Full grandpa mode. I am recording into a lovely ribbon mic. Because ribbon mics impart a nice warm sound to
1: things. I think the people would be interested in this. What kind of uh, vocal mic are you using today? People care about that? I don't know. You just said you're recording into a ribbon mic. Tell me about your vocal mic.
0: My vocal mic is the AKG-414 today.
1: Okay. When I'm over in the High Gain North, the Studio A, I'm usually going into a uh, RE-20.
0: Yep, the classic
1: broadcasting mic. Absolutely. I'm using a SM7B. Another classic broadcast mic. I like them a lot. They make me sound real nice, John. This episode, John? Yes. Nice and rambly. Just let it go. Okay.
0: Okay. Hey. Yeah. We have some special news. Oh, yeah? What's that? We have been in touch with our good friends, Greg and Zara, over at Recovery Effects. Oh, yeah? Yeah. RecoveryEffects.com. Right. They make wonderful effects. Yep. And they are offering artist pricing to anybody who wants to go to their website. Here's what they say. Okay. Are you in a touring band With downtime due to canceled shows? Are you staying home to help lessen the spread of coronavirus? Is your cat your biggest fan? We'll consider all entries, no matter the size of your following.
1: Wow, that's great.
0: Yeah, so if you want an opportunity to have a pretty cool recovery effects pedal, you can help them out and you can help yourself out.
1: That cutting room floor? Yeah. I fucking love it.
0: It is a great pedal.
1: I've got the Pearl pedal. Okay, that's their classic fuzz guy you know what that sounds like what's that that sounds like a grandpa guitar going into a fuzzular pedal (laughs) that's what that sounds like the half gramp no half gramp half fuzz (laughs) it sounds full gramp to me
0: i'm gonna mute the ribbon mic so then it's full direct in oh How about that,
1: just throwing you on the spot there. Yeah. Do you know any of those Neutral Milk Hotel songs?
0: Like that? I don't know the
1: words. Yeah, that was pretty close. They play some pretty uh, distortedy grandpa guitars.
0: Yeah, and guess what, Ed? What? You know what we get for saying all that about our good friends at RecoveryEffects.com?
1: Riches. Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's just fine. We get positive vibes from the people and our good friends, Greg and Zara. Yep. But also, we just really dig their pedals. I have two of them I see on my wall over there. I have two of them. Yep. 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 You know what this is, Ed? You told me it's a Fender Grandpa Guitar.
0: It is a Fender Wildwood One.
1: Okay. Now, what
0: the hell is that, Ed?
1: I don't know. I think it's a Fender acoustic guitar. That's what I think it is. Uh
0: (laughs) We're going back, Ed.
1: We're going back to the
0: late 1950s. Ooh. Okay, it's the late 1950s. Okay. Fender hasn't been around for too long. We've got the Telecaster. We've got the P-Bass. We've got the Strat. Yeah. What about acoustics? Does Fender make acoustics, Ed, in the late 1950s? No. I think the answer to that is yes and no. (laughs) They offered acoustic guitars, but they did not make them.
1: So they contracted them out? They had some other schmucks manufacturing them in Nashville or something? They had
0: the Chicago
1: Boys make them. Oh.
0: The Harmony Boys in Chicago were making acoustics for Fender.
1: No kidding. That's kind of crazy.
0: Not very popular. Nothing stood out about them. And that kind of quietly went away. Okay. But then, into the early 60s, the folk boom starts. And the idea of acoustics is still gnawing at Leo Fender. He always wanted to make his own, but just never did it, Leo Fender.
1: Oh, no. What happened? He got dead, as it happens. We lost him. Yeah, we did.
0: 1909. 1991. Fortunately, right about this time, a dude shows up knocking at the door. Our man Roger Rossmeisel.
1: Okay. Oh, we lost Raj?
0: Yeah, I think he drank himself silly.
1: He probably just showed up at Leo's door, half drunk, thought he was going into his own house.
0: (laughs) My key doesn't work. Why doesn't my key work?
1: (laughs) Right? Something like that? We know Roger, of
0: course, from his time primarily at Rickenbacker, where he was responsible for just about any Rickenbacker you are familiar with today.
1: Absolutely.
0: Roger came over from Germany in the, oh, mid-50s maybe, ended up at Gibson in Kalamazoo. Right. That didn't work out too well for him, and so he took off. Roger said, I'm going to go on vacation out to California. I'll be back in a couple minutes,
1: and uh, never came back.
0: Immediately post-war, maybe they weren't too into the Germans in Kalamazoo.
1: Michigan. How are they doing? The Michiganders? Yeah. They got some big guns out there. This could totally be the coastal elite in me talking. Because I see these protesters like showing up with guns and their fucking signs that have Auschwitz slogans on them.
0: They kind of spray molecule virusy shit. It hangs out in beards. Yeah, is that true? Can you imagine? You're yelling back at one of those dudes and you're getting your shit all in his beard. Right. Good luck, Adolf. <laughs> Our man Roger, no thanks. Yeah. So he goes out to California. Yeah. He goes out there and he gets hooked up with Rickenbacker. Okay. Five to eight years, maybe something like that. And then he goes to Fender, right? Yeah, and the supposition is that Roger had innovated to the point where they couldn't keep up with it. And so the idea that Roger was going to invent new shit, Rickenbacker didn't really want him to do that. Huh. That seems plausible. I
1: think it does. I mean,
0: even today, when's the last time Rickenbacker
1: broke the mold? I don't want him to. I look over and I see my... Rickenbacker 360. Yep. Perfect. Don't change that. You don't need to change that. So Roger just walks down the street. Yep. Knocks on the door, offers his services to Leo. Yeah.
0: What do you think Leo does?
1: Fuck yeah. Bring it on.
0: Hires him on the spot. So now Roger and Leo are hand in hand there. It's 1962. Yeah. Leo lays it out for Roger and says, This is really bugging me, this acoustic thing. We got to figure out. Acoustics. I want to make our own acoustics in-house. All right, Roger says. I'll start designing. Here's what they did differently, Ed. Imagine an acoustic guitar with the neck of an electric guitar on it. Where the neck of an acoustic fits into the body, there's a pocket there. You cut out a slot where the neck attaches to the body, right? Right. In an acoustic, you glue the neck on, and there you go. Yeah. On an electric, you bolt the neck on, and there you go. Yep. They kind of fused the two in this example. There is a wooden block inside the guitar that the neck sits on, and then there's a metal plate on the back with extra long bolts that goes right through that block into the neck.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: This is where it gets odd. You know, sometimes with old acoustics, the string tension can pull the neck forward And then the action gets really high, and then you have to figure out, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to shim this? Am I going to have to have it reset? Yep. Roger says, I think I know a way to keep that neck down. So (laughs) inside this guitar, there is a big fucking pipe. It's a rod that goes from the neck end down to the tail of the guitar. It's an aluminum
1: rod. To the tail? You mean literally, like? The length of
0: the guitar,
1: yes. How weird. I'm totally looking at a picture, and I can totally see it. How weird. They called it the broomstick. And it's not even on the bottom. It's like at the middle, right? Like So it's floating.
0: Right, exactly. Wow. The big, huge neck block that the neck attaches to and this broomstick, they add additional weight to the guitar. So for an acoustic, this thing's a little heavy. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I don't care. It sounds nice, I think.
1: I would think it would deaden the acoustics of it. It doesn't seem to. Sounds pretty grandpa yeah.
0: Pretty grandpa-y. In July of 63, they take their new acoustic line to Nam. That year it was in Chicago. They have just two models, the King and the Concert. How much do you think they were? 1963. Fender Grandpa. They should have just called it the Grandpa.
1: Absolutely, because it's not a half-grandpa. It's just a grandpa guitar. (laughs) I think that guitar cost $132.
0: $350. Wow.
1: $3,036. Holy shit. I wonder if they were trying to trade on the
0: success of everything else. It's 1963. We mentioned the P-Bass, the Strat, and the Tele. By this time, the Jazz Master's out. That was 58.
1: So, how long did they make this thing?
0: Introduced in 63. Fender was out of the acoustic game by 71. Eight years. I can only guess they had success at NAMM because in 64, they built a new plant just to make acoustics in Anaheim on Missile Way.
1: It sounds very 1950s, 60s, rockety kind of thing. Yeah. Another thing with this guitar. Yeah. Is Fender's deal with putting the Fender 6-in-line headstock on an acoustic uh-huh. not into it? The promo is going
0: pretty well. People are being seen playing them. I really don't know who recorded with them, but in terms of photos and stuff, Johnny Cash, the Carter family, Ray Davies of the Kinks. Sure. Bob Dylan. Okay. Okay. I think it's got a nice full sound for what it is. I think this is a really serviceable acoustic guitar.
1: Is your argument that it's a half grandpa guitar entirely based around the like kind of block structure and neck thing?
0: Yeah. And it's really weird because to look at where the neck meets the body, it makes the neck look minuscule compared to the body. It literally looks like you put an electric neck on an acoustic.
1: It seems closer to Fender's practice of just reusing parts. Why spin up a whole other factory to make these specialized acoustic necks when we can just take a bunch of these Jazzmaster necks and slightly round them? You know what I mean? Like...
0: I do find myself wondering, if you took the neck off this
1: and put it on a solid body, would it work? Is the scale substantially different? It's not, right? I think it's pretty similar. I would think so. If I had to guess, that's the first thing I would think, is they wanted to reuse necks, and they didn't want to go reinvent the wheel. They do have a history of doing that. They do. Have they reissued this thing?
0: No. Really? But now we get closer to what's going on with this specific guitar I'm playing. Yeah. In 66, they need to pump up the magic. So this guitar shape that's called the King, they rename it to the Kingman. Okay. And then they start in with the Wildwoods. So you take a beech tree. Yeah. You got a whole bunch of beech trees growing out in the backyard. And while they're growing, you inject... Colored dye into the roots. Yep. As they mature, you grab them and slice them into veneer, and all the wood grain is colored wacky colors. Yeah. And you can take that veneer and apply it to the front of the headstock and to the back and sides of the guitar. The example we have is a Wildwood 1, which is rainbow green.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's funny that they do that when the tree is growing and they don't dye it after the fact. That's pretty interesting.
0: I wonder what the dye itself was made out of because a lot of the ones I've seen...
1: They fade, right? Yeah,
0: and so I guess it makes sense because it can't be too chemically or you'll kill the tree.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I almost wonder if they just fucking watered the tree with food coloring... You know, like just put food coloring in the water, and what would that do?
0: At first, they had six colors, a green, a golden brown kind of color, Mm -hmm. a golden purple, dark blue, purple blue, and blue green.
1: You've got the green one.
0: I do. By 67, the year this is, they cut those colors down to just three, and they slapped the name Wildwood on the headstock with one of those three numbers. Wildwood 1, which is what this is is rainbow green oh wildwood two rainbow blue wildwood three rainbow gold anything past that would be different color variants but wow in this time frame 1967 you could get one of these three
1: that is pretty good what else did they do the wildwood on by 67
0: 68 around then
1: they started putting
0: it on the coronados yeah and then they started offering what they called gray sunburst, mm. which I guess from a marketing standpoint, wasn't real snappy. So they changed that name to Antigua.
1: Ugh. I'm not really a fan of the Antigua. I
0: actually think gray sunburst sounds cooler.
1: I think it sounds cooler. I also think it's just a shitty color, <laughs> you know, like whatever the name is, I'm just yeah. not a fan of that colorway. Yeah.
0: And then in 69, they offered just flat-out sunburst finishes, I guess for people that just weren't into the Wildwood or the Antigua. What year? 69. Ow! Here's the one I'm interested in. 1970, you could get, as an option,
1: black. Hell yeah. Non-Wildwood, just black.
0: Yeah, so it would be like a Kingman
1: black. Yeah, that sounds okay. It's a Fender acoustic with a rod down the middle.
0: And then by 71, game over. No more acoustics for them in 1971.
1: Yeah. But then they're making them again.
0: Yeah, they came back in at whatever year they decided
1: to stink the joint up some more. (laughs) Sure. I guess that bar thing is not a terrible idea, right?
0: Turns out that it was used at the turn of the century and into the 20s and 30s by Lyon and Healy in Chicago. Oh, okay. They made guitars for, among other people, Martin for a while. Okay. It wasn't a new technology that Roger or Leo thought up, although Leo did apply for a patent for it. Sure, of course. I guess you could do that if the first people to do it never bothered. Right. Knock yourself out. Okay. You want to hear something? Sure. We mentioned recoveryeffects.com. I'll uh, yeah. refresh everybody's remember. <laughs> Pretty cool? Yep. Are you looking for another Northwest made pedal in these times of great confusion? <laughs> Our buddy Matt Wright down at Wright Sounds. Yeah. Makes the Tramolo pedal. Yeah. W R I G H T, WrightSounds.com. Maybe you need a pedal
1: i think tremolo is maybe your favorite effect tremolo
0: with fuzz
1: that's pretty cool <laughs> hear that oh is that the spun loud it is yeah
0: our good friend over at spunloud.com dan in seattle west seattle in fact makes pedals too maybe you want to help him out in this confusing time yeah
1: that spun loud is pretty distinctive you know what i'm saying
0: I know exactly what you're saying.
1: A little recap. We've got Recovery effects. Yes. We've got Right Sounds. Right Sounds, yes. Down in Portland, our good friend from the South.
0: And then we've got our buddy Dan over here in West Seattle at Spun Loud. Yep. Go to their websites and get some pedals. Okay. You know where else you could go?
1: uh you could go to the
0: oh i was hoping you were going to say that yes the high that's our website
1: yeah you could go to twitter.com slash the yeah you could go to instagram facebook facebook yes patreon.com slash the
0: please go to patreon join the fun sure don't forget pinterest and linkedin
1: john is very active on those two i was doing some background
0: research today
1: ed yeah i was reading up on the tiktok Ooh, yeah. I
0: suppose I should make a high-gain TikTok account. Sure. Well, until that happens, Ed, stay
1: safe. You too, John. Wash those hands. You did a really good job today. You did a great job. Thank you. Bye. See ya.